Today's episode of the podcast is a quite literal look into a 38-week pregnant woman's brain. We talk about everything from the tornado of emotions that I have been experiencing over the past week to getting ready for labor and connecting with the earth in these final weeks. I also talk quite a bit about makeup and why I don't want to wear any anymore and how also I don't really know what I'm doing. I share my entire makeup routine with you, which somehow makes sense to the context of what I'm talking about, but is also quite strange. It's a a fascinating episode. You might laugh at least once or twice. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where Ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Let's jump in. Here we are. It's Friday and it's time for a brand new episode of From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. Hello, my friends. <laughs> I hope you are doing well. I'm laughing as I start talking to you because I feel so ridiculous right now. I, 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 feel, I feel ridiculous. I hope you are doing well. I hope you are feeling grounded a sense of groundedness really is what I am aspiring to, aspiring for and yearning for and looking to create in my life right now. I hope you feel, yeah, stable, grounded, feet on the earth. There really isn't much that compares with that feeling of stability and security and safety and rootedness. And the reason I am so longing for that for all of us for myself, absolutely, but for all of us, is because I feel like I'm in a tornado. I don't know who here listens, I mean, who here has watched or watches on a regular basis, like I do, Anchorman <laughs> with uh, Will Ferrell. You've seen it, right? Everybody's seen it. Anchorman is like one of the best movies of all time. It's for me and Dennis anyway. It's a classic. We watch it and come back to it quite often. We have a lot of inside jokes that come from Anchorman. 
And there's that one, <laughs> there's that one scene. For example, we call one of our dogs Kila. We call her Baxter often because she barks and is really communicative and like funny looking kind of in, in, in energy and in vibe, like Baxter, like the dog, like the anchorman's uh, dog in that movie. And uh, there's that scene where it's Jack Black, I think, on a motorcycle. Okay, if you haven't seen Anchorman, this is like a plug for it. Okay. And, and if, if you love it, we have the same sense of humor. Or Jack Black like takes Will Ferrell's dog and throws it off a bridge, like throws him off a bridge into the into the water and then the next scene is Will Ferrell losing his mind he's in a phone booth and he's crying screaming on the phone I'm in a glass case of emotion or maybe he says glass cage of emotion I can't remember but that is uh that's like a, a, a scene we reference a lot in our marriage Dennis and I so whenever one of us, usually it's me, okay, usually it's not him, it's me. Uh, one of us is feeling a lot of feelings um, or feeling a lot of feelings at the same time. It's like we're in this glass case of emotion. And um, that's what I feel like right now. <laughs> in the span of literally the past 10 minutes, <laughs> 10 minutes, I have gone from like really intense anger I was really angry with Dennis a second ago. I just got I just got really upset to annoyance where I'm just annoyed with people and with stuff and I don't know, annoying little things that don't matter. It's just like annoying. Like what was he do? he did something that was so annoying. Oh, he, he was making us a tuna salad for lunch. Uh, or I asked him if he could make us a tuna salad for lunch and then he, I, he's, he does this thing. Okay. I get annoyed talking about it. He puts the tuna in a bowl. And when the way I make a tuna salad is like, I, I use all the condiments and all the, like the base and I make that first. And then I add the tuna last and then you just mix it up and then you're, you're done. He like puts the tuna in the bowl and then he just stirring it. <laughs> he's just standing there stirring it. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, what is he doing? He's been going for minutes and he's like lost in thought because he can't do two things at once. Just like stirring the tuna <laughs> for no reason. And I'm looking at him for so long and I'm so annoyed. And even though I have no reason to be annoyed, I should just be grateful that this beautiful husband of mine is making me the lunch I want, right? No. And I'm like, he has to stop stirring at some point. Like he has to, to move on to the next step at some point, but I'm just, he doesn't like, he's just, he's stuck. <laughs> he's stuck in tuna land and he doesn't know that I'm standing there staring at him. He doesn't know that I'm annoyed and I'm trying to like make a sound. So he looks up at me so like I can like, and I could just, I should just walk away. Like, why don't I, why do I stay there? And he's just stirring and stirring and stirring and stirring this tuna like pointlessly forever. <laughs> and finally I just snap. I'm like, can, can, can you move on? Like, can you just move on to the next step? And he's like, what? <laughs> and he looks at me like, I'm completely insane. He's like, what? Why are you so angry? I'm like, I don't know, but you've been stirring that tuna, even though it does not need to be stirred for like five minutes straight now. And it's driving me insane. 
And he's like, well, you do it. You do it then. Do it your way. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to do it. Okay, I'm going to leave. Um, bye. <laughs> like, like, poor man, this poor man, truly. And then um, I um, I go down and I come down here to the lake. <laughs> I come down to the lake house where I love, where I love to be. It's so quiet. It's so peaceful. It's a rainy day. It's really gray. It's really, really, really wet. It's really beautiful and so great for the garden. And um, we've had the lunch already. Yeah, the tuna salad was great. It was very delicious. And then I, I ventured back into, I don't know, I, I, I got angry about something else. I don't know. I, I just, I'm, I'm full of feelings. So I eat the lunch. It's really nice. I make myself a dandelion latte, which we have to talk about. Like we have not talked enough about dandelion on this show and overall in the world. Okay. And I make myself a dandelion latte and I bring some chocolate cookies and I walk down to the lake house with the dogs and it's so beautiful here. And I like light some candles and I'm drinking my little herbal latte that I hand harvested and made for hours. And I just feel so content. Like all of a sudden I'm so blissful. I'm like so grateful. I'm like, everything is so beautiful. And I get a little weepy that everything is so nice. And, and then I start to feel anxiety that I snapped at Dennis over tuna. So I'm like, okay, I have to text him and say, I'm sorry. And I'm like, I shouldn't text. I should call him. But then he doesn't answer. And I'm like, he's mad. <laughs> he's angry. He's ignoring my call now because I snapped about the tuna. <laughs> So then I'm sending him like a long, heartfelt message about like, I'm sorry I snapped and like, I'm just feeling a lot of feelings and it's not you and it's not the tuna and the lunch was delicious. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I feel just like such, I feel so guilty. Like I'm just like, I'm difficult. I'm so difficult. And then in the middle of that, I, I just put my hands on my belly and I realize I'm like, when, when did it, when did I feel him kick last? And just that one thought, like, when did I feel him move last? Because you know what it's like when you're pregnant. It's like the, it's the quiet moments. You sit down, you connect, and then you have all the in-between where you're rushing through stuff and you're at work, you're talking to people, like you're not all the time in deep communication with your little one, right? You float in and out of like deep presence and communication, at least I do. And he's always there, obviously. He's always like, like I'm well aware that he's here with me all the time. But just sitting down, I'm like, when did he, when did he move last? And then I'm like, okay, I know like an hour ago when I was at the table, there's a position I sit in sometimes that he doesn't like. If I lean forward too far, I think it just squishes him a little bit. So whenever I do that, he tends to like give me a big jab kind of. And I'm like, okay, that was just an hour ago. He like gave me that big job. But like, did he, did he move a lot today? And then I spin myself into like a panic. Because <laughs> I, I'm like, I didn't sit down and drink my tea today. It was like a busy morning. I didn't sit and meditate. I normally have that really grounded, quiet time to begin the day. It's almost like I'm, like we're greeting each other. You know, like I feel so present with him. I didn't have that today. We overslept. I had to lay out the door. I have a lot of things to do. And then I'm just sitting here with my hands to my belly, feeling nothing, like totally feeling nothing. And I start to like poke at him. And the whole time in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, he's not moving. He's not, why is he not moving? He normally moves all the time, which is not true. He's not moving 24 seven. 
he's very active all the time, but he's not like, of course, like he sleeps a lot, of course. But I spent a good like five minutes just now sitting here, poking at him, shaking my belly a little side to side, like moving in different positions, just like, oh my God, wake up. Like you let me know that you're fine in there now. Just, yes, just in, in a full state of fear. And then boom, he's like, what's up? Hi. <laughs> and then he turns and maybe he's annoyed now because I woke him up on purpose. <laughs> I don't know. And now as I'm speaking these words, he's like literally turning left and right and wiggling about. And and I'm just like <laughs> sitting here. What? <laughs> what is going on? Why? How can I float from anger to annoyance to to, to guilt, to contentment, to fear, to sadness, to happiness. Like, I don't even know how it's possible. Like, I, I, I've, I've cried, I don't know how many times today. And I know what they say about pregnancy hormones, and I don't love blaming everything on hormones. But I also have this feeling now, because I'm so emotional, and it's such a roller coaster, and it's up and down and up and down and up and down, I remember having this with Leia, like right at the end, just like the days leading up to birth, that was this big emotional roller coaster. So then I start thinking, what if he's coming really soon? <laughs> I mean, he's probably not, <laughs> but, but may maybe, I don't know. I've been telling myself so strictly this whole entire time. 43 weeks. First I said 42. I was like, he's going to come at 42, 42, 42, put 42 in your head, woman. But then I was like, that's, that's too soon. A lot of babies come 43. Now I'm going to go for 43 because otherwise I'm going to get to 42 and I'm going to be so frustrated. <laughs> so I changed it and I put 43 weeks in my head. And yesterday, my, my friend Olivia, she was like, do you feel like it's going to be 43 weeks? Or like you actually feel that? Or are you just repeating that to yourself again and again? Or are you telling yourself like a little mantra from your brain? Or do you feel like that's truth? And I'm like, I, actually, I don't know. I don't know what is. I, I, I've, I've, I've so drilled this into my head now that I don't know what is intuition and what am I just telling myself? I don't know. Mothers deserve the absolute best. So this Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. Osea's skin and body care is the perfect way to remind all the moms, mother figures, caregivers, grandmothers, and mother-in-laws in your life to make time for themselves. If you have been looking for the perfect gift, I recommend Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I've been using it for years and it seems like every single time I apply it, I get compliments on my skin. This body oil is rich, but it's never greasy and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. Your skin will feel more sculpted and toned and you'll be left feeling silky, soft and glowing. Another favorite of mine is the Undaria Collagen Body Lotion. Ever since I've been using collagen, I have noticed a difference in my skin. In fact, it's never been better. Using Osea's body oil and lotion together is a mega moisture duo, giving you a full body glow. Osea's products are infused with their signature Andaria seaweed, but it's also clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Really just a perfect gift for yourself, the moms in your life, and even the planet. 
Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. If I were to be really honest and truthful, like I feel closer now, like we're getting to 38 weeks now. I feel closer now than I thought I would. Um, I have some period-ish cramps, which doesn't mean anything. I mean, you can have that for, you can have that at your, some people have that from early, like second trimester. So it doesn't mean anything. I'm highly emotional, but then it's just like, you're always highly emotional. So yeah, that does, doesn't mean anything either. But I do feel like he's running out of space. It's tight. Like my belly physically hurts from the weight. It's starting to hurt to carry him, actually. And um, yeah, who knows? Who knows? And I actually think more than just the idea of, of we get emotional because of hormones. Of course, there's a hormonal and a physiological aspect to all of this. But I also really believe in the spiritual, energetic, emotional connection to all of this that like I can see it in in parenting I don't know if any any moms or dads listening resonate but do you ever feel like sometimes your child kind of causes a situation in which they get to break down just so they can release pent-up emotion just so they can be extra held like I see that with Leia a lot a lot almost where yeah, she'll have a big reaction to something or almost kind of orchestrate a little scenario that she knows is going to lead to just complete release. Like even when she was really little, I never really believed in the idea of tantrums. I always just thought, oh, well, this is a, an emotional release, which is so good. Like as adults, we should all be, we should all have more tantrums in safe spaces where we are held and supported more often. Then we wouldn't have tantrums that are harmful or that hurt other people or that hurt ourselves or, you know, just walking around most of our lives, not releasing anything, becoming little balls of stress and pressure. And I think there's something really genius about how we're designed as children around releasing emotion, around letting ourselves be held, letting energy come out and through, letting anger come out and through. Like it's so, so precious. And I'm contemplating this because I feel like I'm kind of in that in that space a little bit. I'm wondering if there's an intelligence here creating where I create scenarios so I get to completely melt down, so I get to have the release, and then afterwards I feel so calm and free. You know, I'm not feeling after a really good cry. Yesterday, I uh, I I haven't been I haven't been driving that much. I decided a while ago, I don't, I don't want to go to the city anymore. I don't want to do anything busy. I'm really winding down, slowing down. Every day is slower than the day before. And I would love to have the last weeks of pregnancy completely secluded. So I guess that's like from next week, you know. I want to shift away from devices and technology and put an out of office on my email and 
say bye to Instagram for a little bit. I'm not disappearing forever. And maybe I'll come and I'll check in once a week or something that you guys know on on social if there's a baby or not. I'll be here on the podcast, so don't worry about that. But yeah, just kind of withdrawing more and more. That's my that's my plan anyway. So I don't, yeah, I've been saying no to commitments and meetings and things. Not that I had a lot, but I've just been, yeah, been saying no. But then a little while ago, one of my best friends here in Sweden, she's a chef. She's amazing. She's one of my favorite people. And since I moved to Sweden a year and a half ago, she has invited me to, I don't know how many events. She does a lot of events where she cooks and she does, you know, collaborations with restaurants and with other chefs and with brands and she does all this cool stuff. And every time I have ever put on anything in Sweden, she's always there. Like she's always supporting me. She's always there. And for a variety of reasons, I just haven't been able to make it to the the last ones that she's had here in Sweden. And then the last time I had to cancel, it was because we had to, she had something And then we went to Holland to be with Dennis's sister, so I had to cancel. But then I really said to myself, the next time she invites me to anything, as long as it's in the day and not like nighttime thing, like I'm going to be there. Like I want to be a good friend. Like I need to like, you know, woman up and just like be there and support people. It's really important. You know, we have to invest in our relationships. And I really have that feeling like I haven't invested in her and been present enough with her this past, these past months. So... That was yesterday. It was like a lunch in a garden in a greenhouse that she was hosting. With Yeah, super sweet, super fun. Normally, I have therapy on that day. <laughs> and I decided, okay, I'm going to have my last like therapy session where I sit in person with someone. I think I've shared on the pod, I did, I've been doing a lot of healing around around my first birth and first pregnancy. And I've been going to this more somatic style of therapy where you really get to experience and live out past hurts, you know, places where you're stuck a little bit. You get to really be with that in your body. So it's less talking, more sensing and feeling and being. It's it's really been wonderful for me. So I said, okay, I'm going to do maybe my last session probably before before baby. And normally it's on that day. So I just asked, is there an earlier time so I can make this thing I want to go to with my friend? And the therapist said, yeah, you can come at nine. And I'm like, nine? We live an hour away from Stockholm. And there's traffic sometimes, like especially in the morning. So I'm like, okay, nine. Normally at nine, I have not even, <laughs> like I'm still in my pajamas <laughs> You know, I'm very, 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 very slow. It's like everything is hard. (laughs) I'm making myself sound like just such a sloth right now, but it just is what it is. Like, you know, it just is. It's just the truth. I am not, I don't mean to complain. It's just the truth. Like I can make it. And then it was like, you're never going to make that. Like you're not going to be in Stockholm at that. You're going to wake up in the morning and like rush and then get in the car and drive through in rush traffic and then find parking. And then he's like, I don't think you're going to, like, you're not really in that place right now. <laughs> I'm like, it'll be fine. It's going to be great. So I booked that 9 a.m. And then at 12, I had this event with my friend. And I'm like, this is going to be a nice day for me in Stockholm. And this is not even work. This is literally something I would do on a normal day off. Like it's all joyful, friendship, therapeutic stuff. Like it is this, you know, come on, like, don't be like, don't be a baby. <laughs> don't be a baby, Rachel, Go. 
So yesterday <laughs> I wake up and I wake up really early and I'm so, I'm like, okay, it's six o'clock. I have so much time. Like I have no problem. I'm going to need to be in the car at seven 30. And then I have like a margin of error in case there's a little bit of traffic in case I have a hard time finding parking. I'll still make my 9am appointment, which I have to pay for regardless. It's like one of those things. Like if you, if you don't show up, you pay. So it's like, I really need to, I really need to make it. And I don't know what happened in the morning. I had so much time and I'm, I, 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 I don't know. You know what happened? I was like Dennis with a tuna. That's what, <laughs> that's what happened. I was like, <laughs> I was absolutely Dennis with a fucking tuna. I just start doing something to get ready. And then I just like got stuck there. And then I would like abandon something and go somewhere else. And then I realized it's seven o'clock now and I didn't do anything. I didn't eat. I didn't get dressed. I didn't, I wasn't ready. And then Leia wakes up and, and I just have to like get her ready and make her morning smoothie. And then I do that. And then I take a really quick shower and, and I'm, and I just suddenly I'm in a fucking rush and I'm not ready at all. And then I'm standing in the bathroom and I realize, well, I'm going to this event. It's like an influencer event and I'm going to Stockholm. I really should put some makeup on. You know, I should like make a little effort here. And it's also so silly. And I've been thinking about it all day, how I have these, I haven't put on makeup. I put on makeup once in months, literally in months. And I feel so good. I go everywhere around here. I go to the little town we live close to. I go, you know, if I go get lay at school, which I don't do a lot, grocery store, you know, and I'm showing my face to Instagram for like many, many people, way more people than I would meet on a day in Stockholm or at some event. Like, and I'm just like, I'm not wearing makeup ever. You, everyone knows what I look like. I don't have to like, why am I trying to, to look like something else? I don't know. But because it's Stockholm and because it's an event and I'm, I don't know who I'm going to run into, there's going to be photos taken. I know that. It's like, okay, I'm going to put on makeup. And I go to the mirror and I open my makeup drawer and I don't want to. And I really have this like visceral, like this feeling in my body of like, I hate this. I fucking hate it. I, I hate the makeup. I don't like putting makeup on. I don't think that's fun. I'm not one of those people. I never was. I often enjoy the feeling of wearing it. If I, if it makes me feel like prettier or more put together, or sometimes I feel just like I'm a little bit more yeah, just put together, like I made an effort, kind of, that feeling. But I don't enjoy putting on makeup. There's a lot of people who do. Like I have one of my sisters, she loves it. She's one of those people, she'll spend two hours putting on a face of makeup and she follows all the trends and watches all the TikToks and the YouTube tutorials and is so into it. I feel like this, gen this newer generation, they're so good at makeup. I suck at makeup. I never had... I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm doing the same shit I've been doing my whole life. Like I, nothing has changed aside from my eyebrows. Okay. Since I was, since I was like 18, like nothing's changed. My eyebrows have changed. Thank God. I know now that I need to, since I tweezed them into oblivion when I was 14, I need to do something about my eyebrows every day. Like that's just, or if, if I'm putting on makeup, I do that. But, um, but other than that, like what have I learned in the past 15 years of putting on makeup like a woman. And I have learned nothing. I don't know anything. I don't know how to put on eyeliner. I don't know what to do with eyeshadow. Like, 
come on, come on. And I see these people on social media. I don't, I, how I, I would never even like pretend. I don't know where highlighter goes. Okay. I know highlighter is a thing. I don't know where to put it. I have never worn lipstick in my life. Like having something on my lips just makes me freak out. Like that makes me feel very claustrophobic. And I feel like it's always going to be on my teeth. Yeah. I've had some phases where I like for a day or two, I'm like, Ooh, I find like a lipstick in a drawer. Like, Ooh, this actually like, this is really nice, but then it's horrible to wear. And then you worry all day that you have lipstick on your teeth or is it all over your face? And then it disappeared, but halfway so you have to like apply it again and then it's too much. And then no, no, no. And like lip gloss, gross, gross. No, no, no. So I just do what I do. And what I do in case you're interested, <laughs> I don't know what this podcast episode is, by the way, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but in case you're interested, what I do is I have an elaborate skincare routine. I care about skincare that I care about a lot. I care about my skin, like feeling good. I care about feeling moisturized and like hydrated. Like I care about that stuff. I'm, I get excited about a really nice face oil or a face mask in the bath. Like I like that stuff, but makeup, I just, I'm not, I don't, I don't know. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. So anyway, what I do is I do my skincare routine, which I feel like is the one thing I enjoy. And then I put on a, something called a CC cream for everyone out there that doesn't know what this means. I know now it means color correction cream. And I don't know what BB cream means <laughs> and if it's the same thing or if it's something different. There's also something called BB cream. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's the same, but I don't know what BB stands for. BB. No, I don't know. I know I know what a CC cream is because I, I learned that. And I learned that going to Olivia and Patrick's wedding in 2018. And I was at Sephora thinking like, I need to, I need to buy some new makeup so I can like look good for this wedding. And there was a man there who, who told me I need CC cream for my sunspots. And here's a really good one. And I was like, okay, thanks. And since then, I've been using that. <laughs> this is so funny. I don't know if it works. I don't know if it does anything. I don't know if it makes my face look worse or better. I don't know. It's kind of natural. It's not like all organic. It's probably the most, uh, like least organic thing in my life, maybe. I don't know. But this man at Sephora once told me I need it. So yes, I use it. <laughs> It's so funny how something will just kind of stick. I don't know. 
And then, <laughs> so I put that on. And then I put some concealer on. And that's something I learned from my mom. She was always like, when I was little, she was always talking about like having blue circles or black dark circles under your eyes. And that's not good. And then you look tired. And she was always like obsessively putting on concealer. So I learned that there. I don't know if I'm using the right tone. I'm probably not putting it on the right way. I just rub it in there. (laughs) And I have like four or five different kinds that I've just like picked up over time. And I don't care which one I use. It just doesn't matter. They're all, they all look a little different, I guess, but they're all the same. It's just concealer. Okay. So, So I do that. And then this is the most elaborate part of my makeup routine. I have one like matte, (laughs) neutral, almost skin color, but kind of lighter eyeshadow. Uh, I don't, can't remember where it's from. It's something organic anyway, or something like a natural brand. And I just put that all over my eyelid. Why do I do this? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I also put it under my eyelid. It's, I don't know if it like brightens my eye a little bit. I put it all the way up to my eyebrow. I just put it in there. And I've always done, I've always done it. And I, don't, I don't know why. <laughs> I really don't know why. I don't know what it does. I'm just laughing now because like this is all so pointless. Like why, why am I doing this? I don't know. I really could use a sit down with like a makeup artist or something. <laughs> so I, I do that. And then I fill in my eyebrows and I, and I try to do a good job, which is not always easy. You know, eyebrows, they're not the same. I heard once eyebrows are supposed to be cousins, not twins. And that makes me feel better. <laughs> like they, don't, they don't have to look the same. And I, I, uh, I, I do that. And I have, I, yeah, I have one that's like a little thing with a brush that I feel like looks a little more natural, but sometimes I fuck it up and I way overdo it and they look really unnatural, but then it's done. Yeah. What, what, what am I going to do? I'm going to wash my face and do this thing again. No, no. Like that's the, the eyebrows are what they are. What's important is that, is that I have them, <laughs> which in reality, I, I don't, I really don't. And that's it. Yeah. So CC cream, concealer, Weird eyeshadow that looks like nothing. <laughs> My eyebrow pencil thing. <laughs> that is the entirety of my makeup routine. It takes me maybe two minutes. Not I don't even think it takes me two minutes. It may I can I can do this in under a minute for sure. If I fuck up an eyebrow, then I'll be like, oh no, and I'll I'll spend a little time trying to not mess it. But I mean for sure, it's like a three-minute thing, the whole thing. Why am I talking about this? Okay, so I'm telling you about yesterday. And yeah, if I'm going out or I'm doing something and I have like a special, then I'll put mascara on. Yeah, yeah. I hate taking mascara off. I think that's really a pain in the ass. So I only put mascara on if I'm doing something. If I'm going to a party or I'm going out at night or like date night with Dennis, I'll put on mascara. For a photo shoot, I would put on mascara. Um, I would not put on mascara just to to go to Stockholm to an event. No, no, no. So yeah, the, the CC cream and the concealer and the weird eyeshadow and the eyebrow pencil, like that is four things. That's a four step makeup routine. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and call that fairly conservative. I don't know how many steps your makeup routine has, but I'm going to, I think mine, like if I, if I see, I see what Gen Z is doing, like on Instagram reels and stuff, 
that is like multiple, <laughs> multiple steps within steps. I mean, that's like a whole, a whole thing. No, I do four things. Okay. So I stand in front of the mirror and I'm deciding, okay, I, I need to put on makeup because I'm going to Stockholm and I'm going to this event and I know I'm kind of late. So I also feel like I could just say, fuck the makeup and I could go and I'm going to cry at therapy anyway, but I'm not going to feel good at an event, just make up less and why not? But it's just what it is. So I start to take out my stuff and I feel this resistance and I start to get angry with myself. Why am I doing this? Why am I going to Stockholm? I could just be in my house. I could be drinking tea right now. I could be in my yoga mat. I could just like do nothing. I could just be pregnant and grumpy. And I'm standing here and I'm putting on stupid makeup. And I take my the CC cream. And the CC cream, it's not a foundation. It's not like a thing that covers your face. It's it's literally just it's white and it's like has a little pigmentation and it just makes your skin. I think what it does is it just makes your like melasma or skin spots like less visible. It just like smooths out your skin tone. I think that's what the point is of a, of a color correction cream. So it's not like one of those, you know, you've seen the people who do like a full coverage face where it's multiple layers of multiple stuff and they end it with like a powder and it's just their whole face is just like impeccable. Like they have no pores. <laughs> no pores. There's no, they don't have moles. They don't have freckles. They don't have pores. If they have freckles, they put them on later. Have you seen that? That's so crazy. It's so crazy. So anyway, I'm putting on, (laughs) this is a long story. I'm putting on the CC cream and as I'm doing it, I can visibly see how I'm becoming uglier. (laughs) And this sounds insane. And I put it on with my fingers the same way I would put on moisturizer. Like I have no tools for any of these things. There's no sponge or brush or anything. I just rub it in with my fingertips all over my face. But literally as I'm doing it, it was kind of like I I could see how it's all a mask. Even this little piece of makeup that doesn't really do much, that doesn't matter. But like it changes my life. But I could just, in that moment, I was like, I'm putting on a mask and I'm masking my like freckles, like I'm toning down the vibrancy of my real skin and I'm putting on this mask and it's not making me any prettier. It's not improving anything about me. Like actually I have a, like I have a glow in myself. I actually really like my freckles, even the weird sunspots that I have now because of pregnancy and melasma and stuff. Like I actually feel way more beautiful with nothing, when I don't make the effort, when I don't try and I'm just in the garden and just do, you know, as I am, then I do putting on like a nice dress and makeup and then going, yeah, I don't know. I just had this moment of like, I hate it. I fucking hate it so much. I hate that this has been drilled into my brain. I need to put this stuff on my face. And even though I do the bare minimum, I hate the bare minimum of it. And I hate that I wouldn't feel comfortable going to an event or being in pictures if I didn't have it, even though I haven't really tried. So maybe that's just something I should, I should, I should do next time. I don't know. 
Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. So I put, I put, I do my four things. I put on the one skirt, like a pregnancy skirt that still fits my belly. And I just, I'm about to run outside. And then it's just like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm going to stupid Stockholm. I'm really late. And he's like, you know, it's pouring rain, right? <laughs> I look outside and I'm literally wearing flip-flops and I'm bare-legged, like no... <laughs> No tights or anything, pants, no, just like a skirt and, and, and like flip-flops. And I'm and it's cold and it's pouring rain. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Since when is it fucking raining? He's like, it's 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 like I've told you all week it's gonna rain on Tuesday. Like Tuesday's gonna rain, Wednesday's gonna rain, and it's actually really cold. Like you can't wear that. And I just crumble. I'm like, oh no, like the this is the one outfit. This is the one thing I have. I have nothing else. I have no pants. I have no stockings. I have no leggings that fit me anymore. I, I have no, I have none of that. This is, this was it. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I, I don't care. Okay. I'll change my flip-flops to rain boots. And, but I'm going, I'm, I'm looking like this. I don't care. I, this is it now. And then this is like, you're going to be really cold. I'm like, okay, fuck it. I grab a sweater that I know doesn't fit. And I grab my rain jacket that I know doesn't fit. <laughs> And I run to the car, get into the car, and I put my things in the car, and I finally sit down. I'm like, okay, I gotta go, I gotta go, I'm so late. And then I realize I forgot the car key. There's no car key. And I'm like, I'm too, I'm too tired, I have too much pain to walk back to the house. So I call Dennis for him to like run out with the car key. He isn't answering. And why is he not answering? Because he has his phone on airplane at night, airplane mode, because I ask him to, because <laughs> I don't want the... EMF disturbance while we sleep, which he doesn't care about. I'm the only one who cares about. So he turns his phone off and I'm so angry <laughs> that his phone is off. Why is his phone off? Why isn't he answering? Why isn't he helping me? Nobody's helping me. I am all alone. <laughs> I get out of the car, walk through the pouring rain in my skirt <laughs> and my stupid rain boots and I go in the house and I open the door and I'm like, why do you have a phone if you don't answer it? <laughs> and he's like, cause it's on airplane mode. <laughs> I take the car key, I go back to the car and I'm so upset. <laughs> I start driving and I put the address into Google Maps and Google Maps tells me I'm going to be 35 minutes late to my appointment. My appointment is 50 minutes long. So, 
So it's like, there's no chance. There's a congestion on the stupid highway. Normally it can be like a 50 minute drive. This was like a one and a half hour drive because it was rush hour in the morning. And I just broke down. Like in the car, I just broke down and I'm, I, I was wailing, like I was actually wailing in the car, snot, like running, <laughs> running down my face. I, I just, I didn't have, a, I had one tissue that I found in my purse that was not enough. And I just spent, I spent almost the entire drive to Stockholm, just bawling my eyes out, fully aware that I have nothing to cry about. <laughs> fully aware no one has done anything to me like no one has been mean to me there's nothing that's unfair my life is beautiful I have so much abundance I am so grateful for everything I have and I hate everything everything is so hard and so horrible I feel so sorry for myself and nobody cares (laughs) it really was like a Oh my God. And then I I composed myself like an hour in, like at one point I was like, I should probably pull over and just cry, but I didn't. I I, I kept driving. I was probably dangerous and stupid, but everything was fine. And then at some point I like sent a voice message to my friend, Michaela. I'm like, everything is terrible and it's raining and I have nothing to wear and I missed my therapy appointment and do you want to have breakfast with me and she's like great yes great like yes let's meet at that place like our favorite place for breakfast like I'll be there waiting for you like okay and then I send the voice message to Olivia I'm like I missed my appointment and everything is terrible and I can't stop crying and her answer was good. That is so good. (laughs) That's so great. Obviously, you didn't need the therapy appointment. Obviously, what you needed was a really good release, like really a good cry. This was probably better than therapy, than anything that could have happened in therapy. Like this is just like, keep crying, keep going. (laughs) And I get to Stockholm and and everything was fine. You know, (laughs) everything was okay. I went to breakfast and had a really nice breakfast with my best friend. And then I met up with Olivia and we went to this event and it was beautiful. It was so casual. I could have gone no makeup. There was literally like no nothing to care about. It was so down to earth, so fun, so delicious. I'm really happy I went. I'm really, totally, truly. And then on the way home, I stopped at this little organic store and I bought really nice cheeses and crackers and just like organic stuff that I love that feels so nice to have at the house. And I get home to my loving husband and my beautiful daughter on our amazing farm where Dennis had cleaned the whole kitchen and the house is spotless and he's standing there making tacos. (laughs) And I'm just like, what is wrong? What's wrong with me? (laughs) Why can't I just be normal? Like, why do I have to be like this? And then I realized, well, I guess this is normal for right now. This is not, this is not an everyday state of mind. This is a 38 weeks pregnant, (laughs) about to go through a really life-changing portal of labor. 
I mean, life-changing. You don't come out from birthing a baby the same version of yourself that you were before. We are about to become a family of four. I'm going to be a mom of two. Everything hurts. I weigh like a hundred kilos. Like everything's like, this is it now, you know? And I think having that, I don't know, this little orchestrated day that I was never going to work. Like really, it was kind of my way of creating space for myself to throw a tantrum just so I could cry for 90 minutes and get everything out (laughs) and feel really soft and vulnerable and open after that, right? Like kind of just how our kids do it when they release and they let it all out and let it all go and, you, you know, don't hold back. We need those moments too. And I wouldn't have had that if it wasn't for all those little stupid things. <laughs> and I've decided now that for the rest of this pregnancy and hopefully beyond, I, I'm not going to do anything that feels out of alignment. Like what reason is there for me to, to get up in the morning and put on makeup? There's none. Like for me, just not where I am in my life. No. And especially if doing that makes me feel like less, <laughs> lesser than no, that is not the right thing. I want to just embrace this feeling of being really connected to the earth. Wake up in the morning, not put on any underwear. Underwear is the worst. It's all bad. It's all bad. And I just want to wear these moo-moos, you know, these like, they look like a tent. <laughs> you know, I have a couple of them, like a beach cover-up or something, you know, that's just like, you just put it on and it's just like, that's all you wear for the day. Nothing that cuts into your body or nothing that's tight anywhere. Like just pure comfort, pure, pure, pure comfort. I mean, as close as you can get to being naked, but our <laughs> the farm is littered with construction men <laughs> right now <laughs> and carpenters. So I'm not, I'm not walking around naked, but this is as close as I can get, I think and no makeup, and I don't want to brush my hair, and I want to be barefoot, and I want to have dirt under my fingernails, even though it's really hard for me to reach the ground. It's so hard to get down there, and it's so hard to get back up, but that's that's all I want, and embrace every single freckle that I add to my face at this time, because there's lots of them, and they're glowing, and they're beautiful, and there's something about this time, these last few weeks that are so special and they're not going to happen again. I'll never be highly pregnant at our new farm in the summertime, almost. (laughs) Like I'll never, I'll never have that again. Like this exact moment, this time is not going to come back. And I know I'm going to look back at this as such a precious, precious time. So I'm deciding to just really be here for all of it, you know? And all the way myself, <laughs> even, you know, even if it's a little bit chaotic and, you know, erratic right now, I think that's okay. So yeah, this, uh, my friends, this, this was this week's podcast. I don't know. I feel like at this point you should be really happy that you have one. <laughs> um, I want to, yeah. Thank you for laughing with me maybe at me, it's okay. You can laugh at me. Um, (laughs) thank you for, for, for being here and for listening and just thank you. I'll be back next week. 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy the show, make sure you listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. This was a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio, and I'll see you next week.